Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, a show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is The Blue Planet and Blue Planet 2. Today we will be discussing Blue Planet 2, Episode 5, titled Green Sea. Uh, yet another very good, very fascinating episode that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, so this episode, while it does go by a very different name, uh, is essentially an updated version of the original Blue Planets episode on Seasonal Seas. So, much like the past several episodes. Almost every single episode of this show has been an updated version of some classic episode from the original. This very much follows in that footstep. Uh, Very much follows in those footsteps. Uh, We've gotten updated versions of the Deep episode, the Coral Reefs episode, uh, the Open Ocean episode. Now we're on to Seasonal Seas in the packaging, the brand new packaging of Green Seas. And much like all those other updated episodes, this does a really fantastic job of hitting on basically all the same points, while at the same time uh, refining, updating, modernizing everything to make it pretty much superior in every possible way. You don't need to hear me say this again. I've been saying the exact same thing for the past week. Like, this is starting to sound repetitive, I know. Uh, But this really does follow in that very, very well. Uh, It does a great job of conveying uh, the dynamic, delicate, and quite frankly, insane nature of the Green Seas. By the way, Green Seas... I can't talk. Green Seas, much better name than Seasonal Seas. Like, Green Seas just rolls off the tongue better, and is a better description, quite frankly. But, it does a great job of showing the vibrant nature of that segment of the ocean, and how much we depend on it. Uh, There's a really great moment, where we see this, this, like, seagrass field essentially. And it's, like, patrolled by this tiger shark. And there's also a turtle, which is the tiger shark's prey. And the turtle's just going around, gobbling up the seagrass. And then it's like, oh, shit, I gotta get moving. And then it just keeps going around and going around and going around out of the tiger shark's grasp. And the result is, like, this very delicate dance of the turtle staying alive while also making sure not too much of the seagrass is gobbled up, not too much of the seagrass is grazed, because that stuff absorbs, like, 30 times as much CO2 as the equivalent-sized rainforest, so it puts out that much more oxygen. So pretty much all life on this planet 
kinda needs that shit. Uh, so there's this great, delicate balance, and the entire episode is full of stuff like that, where it's just like, this incredibly delicate, fascinating balance, while also absurd amounts of competition. Uh, there's one segment in here involving an octopus just going around like, Hey, I'm an octopus. I'm a cool dude. Uh, he snatches up a crab. Like, just ambushes it in this really badass moment. Uh, but then some sharks come along and are like, Hey, 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 that octopus looks pretty tasty. And then the sharks swoop down. Uh, the octopus tries to hide, but this particular brand of shark can get into some pretty small crevices. Uh, so the octopus is just, like, fighting for its life. Uh, at one point, you think for sure, well, the shark's got the octopus. Clearly it's dead. And the shark's, like, thrashing around, holding on to the octopus. But the octopus, in a last-ditch effort to survive, like, sort of weaves its tentacles into the shark's gills. So it can't breed. Or, can't breathe, rather. Man, breeding and breathing. Two very different things. <laughs> you might not know this, but breeding and breathing are very, very different biological processes. <laughs> a fascinating thing that I just discovered this episode. <laughs> what, a, what an idiot. Good God. <laughs> uh, but... So the shark can't breathe. Can't breathe. I almost did the same thing again. <laughs> oh, the shark can't breathe. And so the shark is like forced to let the octopus go. And then the octopus is like, okay, I'm out of the shark's hands for now. But now I'm going to hide myself under this camouflage of like 50 million shells. And so it creates, like, this ball of shells that it hides in. And the shells, like, kind of confuse the sharks. And they're like, uh, I can't find it. Eh, whatever. Uh, so it's this great, like, outwitting of a physically superior predator. Uh, it's really, really cool. Uh, there's this segment involving sea urchins that sort of go around gobbling up all the kelp. Uh, you initially see them, like... Being just a slight nuisance to this one fish. Trying to maintain a patch of seaweed. Like, he's just like, hey, there's a sea urchin here. Get off. Hey, the sea urchin's back. Get off. Hey, it's back again. Get off. And then it goes to sleep for just a night. And then it wakes up and it's like, oh, there's three sea urchins here. And then it, like, the way they edit it, it's like he turns and then sees, like, an army of sea urchins just over the horizon. And he's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> and sea urchins just go through and they decimate kelp forests. They decimate uh, this marine plant life. And the only defense against them destroying everything... <sighs> Is sea otters. Sea otters. They actually did a thing on this in the last Blue Planet. And I'll say the same thing here that I uh, said there. This is some 
bullshit pro-otter propaganda. Otters are rapists. They need to be like me too or some shit. They are little pieces of shit. Like, they are violent, aggressive, just horrifying pieces of shit. Don't like, don't let their cuteness fool you. They're monsters. And David Attenborough is saying like, Oh, the otters. Oh, the otters are the guardians of the kelp forest. Oh, they're, they're going down and they're eating the sea urchins. And oh, they're, they're making uh, these forests safe from overfeeding. They're rapists. I will not stand. I will not stand for this pro-otter propaganda. And at one point they're like, Oh, well, you used to be hunted to near extinction, maybe because they're rapists. And then they're like, oh, but now they're protected. (laughs) I feel way more strongly about this than I should. Otters are rapists. Let them die out. I don't care about the consequences. They are monsters. So that's a thing. That's a fascinating segment. <laughs> uh, there's also this segment involving this mass gathering of spider crabs. And oh boy. Some of the most epic shots of this series are in this sequence. It's insane. So these spider crabs on the first full moon of winter. Which is insane timing. They all show up. On this one, like, seagrass place. And they all just tuddle together. They climb over one another to form these, like, big mounds of them. And they're there to grow. Uh, They're there to shed their shells. uh, So their, like, soft inner bodies can sort of expand. And then have a new shell harden. They're there to essentially molt. And then, taking advantage of this, the stingray just swoops in. And just is on the prowl for a freshly molted crab. And it's just madness. Uh, They stay together, then they scatter. uh, Because the soft, freshly molted crabs can't really walk good yet. Uh, They have to, like, stay in massive crowds, so... They don't get eaten, and it's just absolute insanity. It's this epic, uh, some technical difficulties, but I've returned now, and everything's good, and everything's fine. It won't be too awful. Anyway, it's this epic, amazing thing with the spider crabs that I'm just amazed they got these shots. I'm amazed they were able to film that. It's just ridiculous that they were able to put that sequence together. It's one of the most insane things I've ever witnessed. One of the most insane things I think filmed in all of history. Uh, There's also a lot of mating segments this episode. Uh, There's one involving cuttlefish, where they gather together and uh, have some mating stuff. There's a whole little narrative in there of a big male cuttlefish... Mating with a female cuttlefish. This small male being like, 
Oh, that, that, that female will never, uh, mate with me. I, that big male, it's, it's too much to compete with. And then the female gets this, like, white stripe alongside that says, like, hey, we're done. And then the small male's like, yippee, I can mate with this woman now. (laughs) Uh, But, of course, there's a lot of competition, so in order to sort of sneak its way through the crowd, because it's so small, it can disguise itself as a female. So it goes in. Comes up next to the female. In the process has to wave off the big male. (laughs) Who's immediately interested. (laughs) So, um, just as a recap. We have a transgender fish. And a gay cuttlefish. A lot of LGBT representation (laughs) in Blue Planet 2. Shockingly enough. Uh, but... Or I guess bye. The point still stands. Uh, but anyway, like the small male disguised as a female uh, comes up to the actual female and uh, they mate and it's a whole thing. And it's actually like this whole process that like a female cuttlefish will mate with multiple men, will mate with multiple males. Simply because like it gives her young more genetic diversity. Uh, It's really fascinating. Uh, There's this thing with a sea dragon, a male sea dragon that has, like, that's carrying the eggs for the woman, carrying the eggs for the female. Uh, Goes out to open ocean to feed on these, like, massive clouds of, like, really tiny shrimp, like, microscopic shrimp. And it just eats all those. And then the eggs hatch in this cloud of shrimp. And then they're like, yay, we get a ton of food immediately. And it's a nice thing. Uh, And then there's also this really fascinating sequence involving a zebra mantis shrimp. Feel like they just found three random words to put together, but whatever. Zebra mantis shrimp, that's a real thing. And it just sort of has this process of just like sitting in a hole. The male sits in a hole with the female who uh, is currently dealing with eggs. Currently dealing with hatchlings that have not yet hatched. And the male is just like coming out of the hole, grabbing some food, giving it to the female. Coming out of the hole, grabbing some food, giving it to the female. Like this freaking ninja assassin it's badass and then just when you think man this is a dedicated dude the zebra mantis shrimp is like hey what's that what's that over there and it's like okay i'm gonna leave this hole immediately to investigate this oh a bigger hole I'm gonna, I'm trying very hard not to create a that's what she said moment, uh, because apparently I did exactly that earlier this week, but (laughs) I'm gonna go inside this opening, (laughs) and oh, look what I found, a bigger female, well, 
Guess I'm haunting for her now. And it's a whole thing of like females, if their male if their males are gone for whatever reason, either they abandon them like this or got eaten or what. Like they will call for another male to just steal them away from other holes. Like it's an insane process. And bigger female demands more food. So what a great trade-off. Uh, instant karma, if you ask me, because you immediately left, uh, that first female for this other one. So, yeah. There's that. Uh, so yeah, that's Green Seas. Two more episodes left, and then we're totally done with Blue Planet 2. So look forward to that grand finale whenever that eventually happens. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show, Patreon.com slash ThomasClark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Blue Planet 2, Episode 6. Talk to you then.